0: Yeah, what's up? I'm going to kick it with my mind. Y'all know. Here we go. Well, it's
1: time to make that change. All right. We're on Church Information in Open Form. I'm Ixteen, your host. I have two lovely guests this morning. And this is Church Information in Open Form. Church Information in Open Form. And today we're going to try to get to your calls. We got to... Number of subjects and topics we like to discuss with you this morning, uh, and I have with me, no surprise, uh, the new—I mean, the city ca- uh, city council lady, Miss Carolyn Arnold. Good morning, Miss Arnold.
2: Good morning.
1: And school board trustee Miss Joyce Foreman. And
3: good morning.
1: And I thank them for coming on with me this morning because they are very, very. When I call, they answer, let me put it like that. They come and they try to offer you information, instructions, uh, and they come to help. And I thank Reverend Barnett for letting us come on the show and trusting us with you, his precious audience, you know, because you make the show. The show is not us, the show is you. And we've got a number of things we're gonna talk about this morning. First of all, let me, wish everybody a happy Easter. Tomorrow is Easter. We're celebrating the resurrected Christ, you know, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, which the reason we have church. And the reason we have church is because of Christ. And he is the church. And we are the body of Christ when we become Christians. And I'm not going to preach to you this morning, but now we're going to talk about church Information in open form. We got a lot of things going on. Uh, got a uh, several uh, runoffs in the election going on that uh, we seem to been forgotten about, and we want to talk about. It. If you want to talk about the runoffs, uh, who's your favorite candidate and who's not? You know, feel free to discuss that this morning. And we're gonna also uh, we in search for a new school superintendent in Dallas, and there's been several uh, community meetings. Uh, with this search. And for some reason, uh, the outgoing uh, superintendent feel like he has the power to pick who takes his place. But that's what we have, our representatives on the Board of Trustees. We voted for them to do a job and present to us what we want to. They fight for you. These two ladies fight for you. Whoever you vote for in this election, you're voting for these people to represent you, to represent your tax dollars, to be your voice. And nobody can pick that for you. You pick that. Uh, even in the election, we got some hand picked people by other people that they feel like a, do a good job for you. But you're the one to make that decision, and it's your vote. Your vote that count. And Rem Barnett is all right, and uh, he's ne- taking some much-needed rest. And we're going to try to do you a good job. Feel free to call uh, 972-647-1893. Good morning, P. Earl. He's our trusted producer. Yeah, good morning, everybody. Glad to see you. All right. He'll be taking your calls. And bear with us this morning. It's We kind of get a little rusty start, but uh, we'll come out fine with, with you. Being involved, and I want to send out a shout out to uh, uh, one of the young men that always talk about local elections, and that's Mr. Greg Barber. I'd like to hear from him this morning because when it come down to local election, he's on top of it, and he adds to the show. So, Miss Foreman, yes, sir, talk to us about the search for the superintendent.
3: So uh, I think the public probably knows that uh, Dr. Hinojosa has decided that uh, he would be uh, retiring in um, December as superintendent of Dallas ISD, which is the second largest district in the state and the seventh largest district in the country. Um, He will leave in December but if he decides that he wants to run for another elected office, uh, he will have to leave uh, the district at the time that he makes the announcement uh, that he's running for another elected office. So he's honestly not uh, making the announcement because he knows he'll have to leave That's part of the contract. Um, Dallas ISD um, needs a superintendent who will in fact make sure that all of the students are going to be educated in the proper manner. Uh, There's been some conversation about uh, race and what race the individual will be. Uh, I'm more concerned about someone coming to the district uh, making sure that they have a record of, of educating children not based on race, but based on children, and have some outcomes that will help our students. There is nothing in Dr. Inahosa's contract that says he, in fact, will choose the next superintendent. That's the job of the board. Uh, all nine of us will have an opportunity to vote. If you've been watching and listening, uh, you know there's been some um, concerns about the way that the search process started out um, because the, the board's attorney actually chose the first four um, teams, search teams, that would be um, interviewed by the board to be the search firm.
1: Who uh, normally, whose job is it to find the search team?
3: It's the board's job. And
1: And not the attorney's. And
3: not the attorney's Mm -hmm. job. In fact, it should have actually gone out on a request for proposal, but it did not. And so the firm that was selected that came from that first process uh, in fact bowed out of the uh, the procedure because they didn't want to be to get involved because we were asking so many questions regarding how they got to the table and so we had a second firm, Walsh Gallegos um, that was actually nominated by Ming um, and they are now the firm that we are using since um Um, We have some history with them. They did work on the redistricting process.
1: And what is, uh, may I ask, I don't know if you can reveal this or not, what is the cost?
3: Um, I don't have the cost, the the total cost. As you know, you come in with one cost, but you have to wait until the end of the process. But it is the cost, you know. Well, there's always a cost, but you, you... there are times when you don't mind spending money to get the right. outcome that is going to benefit um, the community. Right. Uh, my, my concern is now is that the community stays engaged in the process uh, and continue to try and direct the board members on what they want to see in a superintendent. Uh, I had my uh, meeting with the community on Thursday. Uh, there were 19 uh, citizens that participated that's the second largest number so far uh, that i know of in participation some trustees only have one person so what happens is, is when we ask you to participate and you don't, and then we get people in in the pipeline that you're not um, happy with, then you you raise some issues. But now's the time to either write your trustee, call your trustee, text your trustee, email your trustee, on what you're looking for and what you want, and ask them to represent. You.
1: How many kids we got in D.I.S.D. approximately?
3: It's about 147,000 children.
1: So out of 147,000 kids, uh, when they come down to the citizens and the parents, you only have 19, and that's a large number. So we got to step up our game because I heard Miss On sometime at the city council say, "I need you to come down there and speak." <laughs> Your voice need to be heard because so many times when y'all fight for uh, different things, uh, uh, whether it be money, properties, or uh, policies, uh, it's like people have this thing like y'all fighting for yourself and this is something I want to do because, Ms. Forman, you've been accused several times of doing your own thing. But then the people that you're fighting for don't stand up and... Let their voices be heard. Right. And then you get to blame when things go the wrong way or or they don't like it. So I, I understand. So Miss Arnold.
2: Well, you know, the, your comment about uh, we need we need the, we need the constituents, and it you made me think about that old song, and I would say, "Good morning" from 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 the, the halls of fifteen hundred Marilla, and the voices around the horseshoe, but the one that resonates uh, for me, uh, definitely the city, but District Four then uh, they're the ones who hire me but like my counterpart uh, Ms. Foreman uh, we continued to sing that song that the Blues Brothers says I need you 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 I need you 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 and and so it sounds good and we have a good beat and folks say oh that, that sounds good but then they turn around and who you're talking about? Because it can't be me because I got all these other things I got to do on that evening. I can't send a text. I can't do virtual. And we're like, what? So we constantly are standing alone with maybe one, or two diehards. You don't have that many diehards that will really come, you know, to the rescue. But that's what we deal with. So I continue to applaud the work of. Uh, Council uh, of, of of trustee Foreman for sure, but what also uh, I want to just say this right now: uh, we we oftentimes get that that scrutiny that the male counterparts don't get. Now, I'm Miss Foreman has had uh, I wanted to say she'd been on on that school board for twenty years, but I think no. it's about been, how many years That's have you been it. back six years, and so she's coming in with all the, with the expertise. And in my opinion, she should be president of that board. But because of the position that she takes, hardcore, fighting for constituents, telling it like it is, I'm sorry about this, Ms. Former, but the, the folks would rather have someone with less experience, less insight, and less knowledge to, to take the helm of leadership.
1: And talk less.
2: And, and so she gets the scrutiny because she is a strong woman with a strong right. voice. So you talk about the city, I go through the same same thing with the scrutiny. But at the end of the day, the request is the same. We need you to text. You would be surprised how many folks just won't even get on on a virtual call. They don't even have to now they have to put their face on the camera because mm-hmm. of the attorney attorney general. They won't, wouldn't even call in. That's just how this was during the pandemic. Can you just call in to voice your opinion about the budget? Can you just call in to voice your opinion about code? We wouldn't even call in. So, so we'll call in when our trash
1: don't get picked up.
2: Well, I tell you what, I'm glad you talked about that. And if we don't have time to talk about it now, I bet you when folks get to getting enough $2,000 ticket, two tickets for violating bulk trash put out, uh, 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 mm-hmm. placement, right. then we'll start getting calls. And there's no reason for folks to say they didn't know because it's been in the mail, we've been on TV. At the end of the day, that's when they begin to speak up, when it hits them in the pocketbook. All
1: right. Well, you said, I, I understand what you're saying. you saying by being female, mm-hmm. y'all take on more scrutiny. We do. We do. And that's, that's the honest truth. I believe it. I yeah. mean, I'm mean, i not arguing mm-hmm. that. I, I believe it because... <laughs> You got to understand. I was a big fan of Chief Howard. Yeah,
2: yeah. And oh, yeah. She
1: took a beating. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. she did. And quite as it being killed, it was people that looked just like her that carried the bulk of the beating. That they right. had the biggest bat.
3: That's, That's not unusual. Yeah, the they,
1: biggest bat. They they spoke the loudest and protested the longest. And 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 now we got this new chief, which I'm not. Saying he's doing good or bad, but he just gets a pass. I don't see the protests. The, the, uh, the, as the mayor did, Chief Hall, uh, he has to have a report on my desk by Thursday. And I got to know her plan for uh, curving uh, violence. And we, violence is, violent crime is up. Now, I seen on the news they said that uh, the crime rate is down, but murder is up. And that blew me away. How, how is that? Crime is crime. Murder is crime. So we have issues that has to be dealt with, and I think we're up against a break. And we'll be right back, and you can call 972-647-1893. Yeah, what's up? I'm
0: going to kick it with mine y'all know. What's up? Can I kick
4: it again? All right,
1: we're back on church information in open form. I'm actually seeing your host, sitting in for uh, Mr. Uh, Reverend Barnett this morning. And uh, I have two distinguished guests, which is always with me. They're really my co-hosts, uh, Ms. George Foreman, school board trustee, and Ms. Carolyn Arnold. And we were discussing the difference that it comes to when men are in charge versus women. Because, I mean, I'm not going to argue the fact that uh, women do take a lot of heat. I was listening at uh, a caller call in the other week talking about uh, uh, Miss Jackson that just got uh, nominated to the Supreme Court. And he was saying that we shouldn't be surprised that she went through such scrutiny because Brad Kavanaugh, the white guy that uh, got uh, nominated, uh, he went through some scrutiny. But if I recall, she went through because of her stance for the people for the public, for ju- uh, ju- judgment and justice, he went through because of rape. Mm-hmm. It's a whole big difference. He's criminal. Totally yeah, different. Sex offender.
2: <laughs> well, well, one thing about it, you always treat us right now. We're going to put we, that we, out there for We appreciate absolutely. that.
1: I don't have a choice but to treat y'all right. Y'all know <laughs> where I live at.
3: Yep, and we'll call Miss <laughs> <Ms>. Steve. <laughs> oh, we got a
0: caller. Let's take a caller. Who do we have, uh, And we have uh, Mr. T on the line one. Mr. T. uh, Good morning, Mr. T. Uh, Good morning to everyone. How are we doing?
5: Good morning. morning. Uh, I have a question. Uh, and My first question is, why can't we create our own school? Why do we need other people to help educate our children? Why can't we educate our own uh, children? Um, I uh, love teaching African cultural education. Um, I do that uh, in my own um, specific way. But I love teaching education, but i just wondering, why can't we not have our own stuff? See, it's like we rely on people instead of relying on ourselves to do what we need to do to empower our people to, number one, be more productive and number two, create businesses and other things like that. I, I just have that question. Why do we need to vote. I'm not saying
6: voting is bad. I'm just saying
3: why can't we just create certain things for ourselves? That's my question. Uh, so I, I would assume that's directed to all of us, but this is Trustee Foreman. Uh, uh, my my response to the question about why can't we create our own schools is there's a cost associated with running schools. Uh, and it, it's a tremendous cost associated with running schools. Um, if you... Re- excuse me no go right okay if you remember um in the 50s 60s it was actually the early 70s in dallas uh when we went from segregated schools uh to uh integrated schools uh and at the time the the position was separate and unequal so we don't we don't want to separate ourselves um, we want to be able to be included. The, the problem that we have now is, is in Dallas that uh, many of our African Americans have moved to the suburban cities. So we're now only about 23% of Dallas ISD. Um, 70-something percent are, are Hispanic. What I, what I uh, would rather us concentrate on is is that we continue to do things like we've done in Dallas in terms of creating an African American history program where students are able to go in and learn about their culture. We need to continue to create uh, opportunities for African-American males to also be in our schools uh, teaching our children. And I've I've pushed that initiative um, uh, more than one time trying to make sure that we get males. You know, um, education in education is a lot of women. And so we need African American males to be in front of our children and talking to our children uh, to make sure that there's a clear understanding. I don't know if the separation is the right thing. Uh, I believe we've got to get more involved in what we currently have. Right. Well, uh, my phone number is
5: 972 358 6546. I really would like to get involved in doing that because I'm a very strong advocate for teaching. Um, you know, African cultural history. And yeah, so it, that's kind of one of my area of specialty. But I just had that question. But what's, what's your, excuse here. me, Mr. T, what's your number
3: again? 972 358
5: 6546.
3: 6546. Yes, ma'am. Okay, I'll have uh, someone. From the district to get in touch with you, uh, so that there's an opportunity for you to to get involved with our schools. What part of town do you live in?
5: Uh, I live in uh, Collin County, Plano.
3: Oh, you're in Plano. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you. Uh, and thank, thank, you you. thank you for your call. Uh, thank you.
0: Who do we have next uh, up here? Uh, Tony wants to be on the air, on the uh, line two. And we want Tony to be on air on Is line two. Good morning, Tony. <laughs> good
2: morning, Tony. Tony, Tony,
0: Tony. <laughs> Tony the Tiger, come on with it.
6: <laughs> uh, I heard the gentleman just called. It's, it's interesting that, you know, we ask for things and not necessarily think about consequences. First of all, going back to choice. What uh, trustee, trust, okay. uh, trustee, sure. uh, said earlier, When we were segregated, tax dollars went to white schools that built those white schools way back then. Okay. And we had little shacks. and I still let's say this we pay taxes, you're not going to separate taxes from right. government.
7: Mm-hmm.
6: So, how are you going to say, let's separate unless you're going to separate the taxes? What? What built North Dallas is black tax dollars as well was North Dallas tax dollars. All
8: right. All right.
6: You know, and so we have this fantasy that, okay, let's separate. We have a structure that exists. Now, is it, is it being manipulated? Yes. No different than the city council or the school board. People have purpose on each one. And so that part, and that's why, that's why I understand why most politicians don't explain this. When you get elected, I'm going to do this and that, you can't do that much because you have a, a body that must agree All right. and have a majority to get things passed. That's correct. Mm-hmm. And so most people like, well, I'm going to do this. I'm like, well, well, I ain't naive. I'm not naive to say, you telling me this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eliminate poverty. Okay. You just lied to
7: me.
6: Mm-hmm. Right. Many people say that, and it still exists. So, to the gentleman, it is. If you wanna get involved, you can call any school district and do it. Now, getting paid is another issue. That's a whole nother right. game. But for us to say, let's separate, we can't. Unless you're gonna get your own out of your own government. But at the end of the day, we have to understand and and, and, and councilman uh, Arnold, the issue you have for us calling in is this: people like to complain but they don't like to put no sweat and equity. In it. Correct. Right. If it's, it's, it's to come to you and see you in public and say, "I want this, that, and that," you know. But at the end of the day, they're not going until it hits home. Mm-hmm. That's when they come to you, and, and you're like, "What were you for this?" Like one of the things I have issues with our community is this: we'll march, but no one ever asks, "Have you voted?" <laughs> you no know, voting is part of the process. I tell you all the time. If you're on welfare, that's a government program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you if you in a criminal system, that is a government program. Oh, yep. Meaning, it. You might not vote, but your family votes. And deciding who you want, Republican Democrat, well, I am not either one. Don't get mad when that man gets to of life then. But mm-hmm. she said it, it, it don't fake me. And what what has happened is Many people don't understand that government is in their lives no matter how they want to go. Right, own. right, right. I tell my, I tell my white friends they work this, well, I don't know government. I don't believe in government. Okay, you, you just lied to me because there's two things you need to get a job. A license and a birth certificate.
7: Mm-hmm.
6: Unless you own your own business. And if you don't have either one of those, you are not involved in the government. Seriously, Your house that you own. Oh, I own a home. No, oh, you don't. If you own something, you don't pay tax on something you own. So, your house, even though you paid it off, you got to pay tax on it. The thing. Mm-hmm. The car, you own it, but to drive on the streets, you got to pay the government, you got to go get, it, get that uh, sticker. So, this will so in- intertwine with government that most people, even the most educated ones, are so naive. So, when you tell them this, they, they dumbfounded.
7: Mm-hmm.
6: And, and and so, so I say, all to say this is that y'all keep doing what y'all doing. And and yes, females, just nice females are getting a bad part of the stick. This woman got got embarrassed, not embarrassed. She, I'm talking about the judge. Right. She, you know, personally, she she was prepared for this, number one, which is great. Mm -hmm. Because they were trying to get under skin. Personally, me and I was a husband, I'd have been, I'd have lost it. I'd have been like, you know, I'd have been
1: talking, and y'all been seeing me embarrass my wife, because. Well, not only that, Tony, my uh, mother and father sitting right there through all this. Exactly. And just to look exactly. at their face, you can feel the hurt and the pain. Mm-hmm. Because this country showed how racist it really is. It's and always
6: been we don't like to talk about that. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm gonna add this one last part to the conversation. And it's amazing how us as blacks, like I said, are not involved in, in, in everyday politics. We have district 30, a race. And it's amazing, no one has had a debate, neither one of the females, I don't know if both of them don't want it, but you want you want a vote, you want my vote, and, you, and you're using social media to get it, but you ain't doing no groundwork to say, okay, what do you stand for? Both ladies, you know, it's one of nominated either way. But at the end of the day, we go nominate somebody who's not been vetted by the community. And that's sad. Right. And that's why I'm talking about the voting part is, is this. Because at the end of the day, when the person gets up there, they're all freshmen. They have no power. So they can't tell me what they're gonna do. They have okay. to go up there and smooth right. and kiss us to, to get a spot and then they're going to be running as soon as they get elected. they be running for the next, the next two years. All right.
7: mm-hmm.
6: so, because it's only a two-year seat. So, exactly. 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 Mm-hmm. So so the thing is, we don't take politics serious, and at the end of the day, if I was a Republican, I would do what they were doing right now because you keep telling me that you care. But at the end of the day, you don't care, until I can take where you're right, and I'm going to with that. All right,
1: and Thank you, All Tony. Right.
2: Thank you so much, Tony. A, a couple of
1: things Tony said that made a lot of sense, and you know, I'm going to say that, because we got another call on the line. Hold on for a minute. Uh, when we talk about having our own system, and like they were talking about when segregation was in, a, a lot of people in this generation don't understand that, especially in the South, school started September the 1st, these farmers would go to the black school and turn school out until the cotton got in while the white kids mm-hmm. was at school right. we had our own school in so we have to really understand we don't come a long way but we haven't made it to our destination and miss foreman you can tell molly Bell i miss monday night politics i'm tony right about them debates and i like to i don't want to look at you on the computer i want to face to face. I want to be there to sit on the front row and, uh, and uh, to let you know I'm displeased with what you say and uh challenge what you say. I miss Monday night politics. Well, too. COVID did a lot, right.
3: lot to us. Well, we right. can
1: put on our mask and tell right. Molly Belt we on
0: our way to Park. <laughs> so who do we have next? So we we have uh, Randy on the uh, line two. All right. right. Good morning, Randy.
8: Good morning. How y'all doing? Doing,
3: doing great.
8: Hey, you know, we talked about uh, Judge Jackson and a lot of people have uh, been nominated on Supreme Court and how they get run through the ring. Well, if you go back and research, probably every Supreme Court nominee, they were. You break it up. That's just my mind.
0: Yeah. Quality.
1: I'm scared to say that again, Randy. you breaking up.
0: Yeah, I think he has a bad uh, connection. Randy? Yeah, just just uh, call us back, yeah. Right. Who do okay. we have next? So we have a concerned uh, citizen on uh, line three. Uh, good morning,
1: call back, Randy. Uh, good morning, concerned citizen. Uh,
9: good morning to everyone. Good morning. Uh, great show. and I'm not trying to change the subject right. on anything, i just like to say now, uh, it seemed like realtors just got open, open season on a renter I got a notice that my my rent would be raised uh, $800 and stuff but it they just seem to have so much power and you can't fight them you can't nothing you can do but they done got just uh, real crazy with their rent raises and all this kind of stuff and uh. I'll just uh, hang up and let us someone... hold, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Don't hang up.
1: First of all, you said you can't fight him. I think
2: you're wrong, cause Ms. Oh, don't we have, like, fair housing? You're right. In every... And, and it's, it's an important note, first of all, what the background is, so I just can't speak on just the scenario oh. as it's stated. But I think in every situation... Uh, you do have rights, and much of it starts out from the very beginning. Did you have a written contract? <clears throat> Did you sign the contract? Police. And what was the right. yeah? What were the conditions of which you uh, 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 entered the property? But I can say that it's very important to uh, contact the city of Dallas, number one. Uh, and, and, and if nothing else, if you don't remember anything else, you can call 311 and ask them to direct you to the housing department. And there you can get additional information on rental assistance and find out if we have any dollars uh, that can be utilized based on your <coughs> excuse me situation. Uh, if not, then there's an opportunity to get help. There are some uh, code uh, 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 enforcement guidelines and policies that we've adopted that require the uh, landlord to perform certain uh, duties as it relates to the conditions of that property, and we oftentimes realize, and maybe we don't, that number one, when when you have leaks and, and violations into the property, the landlord is required to fix them. But oftentimes, if you have what we call slum lords, they will increase your rent to justify. Uh, the fact that oh we don't have enough money so we have to increase right. the rent right. so they can do what they really are obligated to do so I would say call the city of Dallas you also have a tenants association that you can uh, reach out to but just don't give up hope right. uh, the one thing about it there's always an opportunity to find out where another place can exist, exist so that you can sure. live uh, in, the, in the conditions of which you, you are um, entitled to right
1: so don't don't give up. I mean, that's why Miss Arnold and Miss Foreman are here because sometimes we don't understand the resources that's available and that's why they are here to explain it to you. So thank you for that call and call 311.
9: and concern. It's just uh you're gonna raise a person's rent eight hundred dollars. I can see raising rent but eight hundred dollars.
1: Well, call that number, brother, because I'm not an attorney. I can't litigate that for right. you. But yeah. if you call that number, that might be uh, uh, against the law right there. I don't know, but that's why they got people that Can help. experts yeah. on this kind of stuff. So I mean, I can't lit. I can't tell you it's fair or unfair. Or, I don't even know what you're paying that rent. So. but but thank you for calling, and, and uh, you, you are a faithful caller, and anytime. that's what we're here for, to help you. Right. So thank right. you for your call, and have a happy Easter, and we got up against a short break, and when we come back, we're going to get Randy another try. Mama Iceton, your host. and. Uh, I have, uh, Miss, uh, Joyce Farmer, and Miss Carolyn Arnold School Board Trustee, and Miss Carolyn Arnold is on the City Council, and we were having a conversation with Randy. Is Randy back?
0: Yeah, Randy is back here. All right, Randy, you were breaking up a while ago. Uh, you there?
8: Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you guys. I got a whole flip phone. It's having trouble this morning. But, uh, you know, we're talking about, uh, Judge Jackson getting, uh, hassled by the politicians. Well, if you we look back, uh, probably most all of them sitting on the uh, bench right now were, were hassled extremely for one reason or another. But a que- couple of questions is, first question is, uh, how many more presidents do you think it'll take before we have a Native American on the Supreme Court? And my response to uh, what uh, Miss Arnold said earlier about uh, the d- uh, discussion about having the next superintendent in Dallas when she said 19 people showed up I almost wanted to cry man now, now, now I understand what the problem in the Dallas DISD is and why the kids are in the situation they are 19 there should be a collective cry in South Dallas right now 19 there you go
3: so Randy I'm not in South Dallas I'm in Oak Cliff and I, I think, well, I'm just, uh, let me finish, please. Go ahead. I think people, unfortunately, uh, when we talk about African-Americans, they always equate that to South Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, African-Americans are all over the city of Dallas. Uh, yes, ma'am. And, and 19 uh, is not a good number. But let me, let me share with you, throughout the country, uh, those are the kinds of statistics uh, <laughs> on uh, meetings that come up where public education is concerned. So there's, there should be a clarion cry uh, throughout the country regarding involvement uh, of all people, of all races, uh, where public education is, is concerned because eventually those are the young people that will come out and be in the workforce. Mm-hmm. They'll be taking care of me and you. Mm-hmm. They'll be carrying on the jobs and we all need to be a concerned let alone ethnicity, uh, we all need to be concerned about all of these young people and making sure that they actually um, are, are participating uh, in a public education system that is going to prepare them uh, for, for the future.
1: Right. All right. Well, all right, Randy, well, thank you for your call, and uh, you brought out some good points. I don't know when we're going to get up. Uh, Native American president, we having a hard time getting any kind of president right now, except for white well, folks.
3: So, so, Supreme Court justice.
1: Oh, he said president. He I said think.
2: Pre- yeah, but but I think I want to make sure also we clarify that uh, trustee Joyce Foreman is the trustee. I think, I right, think he said he, it he said uh, uh, yeah Eleanor. But thank you, Mr. Randy, uh, for just joining us. But I did want to put that on the record in terms of trustee Foreman, and, and then I'm just going to have to put a little a little uh, needle in here, and I want to say this because we still get it and it's not because we are ego tripping or anything to that nature but out of respect of our positions you know we have folks who for some reason trustee foreman oh joyce joyce joy carolyn 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 can y'all at least respect the position when, when we especially when we're public? Because right. I very seldom see men treated that way. Mm-hmm. That one or two, but by and large, when I'm speaking to an elected official, especially publicly, just like when right. we in school, Mister, Miss, because we were trained that way, Pastor. But when they mm-hmm. start just, and that's why I appreciate Mr. Randy at least you give us the respect, Trustee Joyce Foreman, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Representative. Uh, Yvonne David. You don't have the you right. know, it's just disrespectful. We don't even Yvonne, say yes, ma'am, and yes, yes, sir anymore. So <laughs> it's the training and I speak quite often about that even around the horseshoe because you can't teach the kids as we're talking about now. Education is one of the greatest equalizers that we have. And so when we are modeling behavior, it needs to be for the empowerment of these youth that you're speaking about. So mm-hmm. when I speak to the mayor, you call the mayor. You don't call him Eric. When you're talking to another council member, but just watch us, even with TC, Mr. TC Broadnecks, I always call him Mr. Broadnecks, mm-hmm. city manager. But we, we have, and all of that goes into this whole way of how we are perceived and our roles. And I just wanted to throw that in there. We need to go back to the old ways of just giving the respect. It's about your home training, but it's, that is how you get the, 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 the modeling you know you establish that because you know what it can make or break a deal right you know you come up to me Joyce you just lost an opportunity right so I didn't want to throw that in there
0: all right Uh, who do we have next so we have Jeff uh, Barks (coughs) Jeff on uh, line four Jeff yes Jeff Barks good morning Jeff
9: Good morning. God bless each and every one of you. And I Thank wish you. each and every one of y'all a happy Easter.
10: Happy I'd like Easter. You question: If I may, to the councilman. First of all, my first question would be: Do we have any applicant that's qualified to take over the superintendent spot? And the second question would be: Are they looking for someone of color to replace the person of color that was the superintendent? Okay. So, uh, actually,
3: uh, I think you wanted it wanted to direct it to me the trustee uh, um, we do not have a list of applicants yet uh, but but what I will tell you is is that it's a majority minority district. And so you would want to look at that as you go through the process of trying to understand. Uh, I do know that um, there are a lot of vacant superintendent spots throughout the country. And the superintendent's positions are being abandoned quickly. Uh, And so uh, it's going to be a challenge to get someone in um, that has the knowledge base uh, and the um, the experience uh, to be able to handle the second-largest district right. in the state and the seventh-largest district in the country. So it's going to take some work to get people in, but mm-hmm. I do know of uh, some people that might be considering um, uh, putting in an application. Uh, and I certainly would encourage them, if they have that experience, to uh, go ahead and put in that application.
10: That's, that's what I was trying to uh, see. If the, any applicant that you might know or may not know is eligible to be able to run for the superintendent position, what do you think, uh, from the top of your mind, the possibility of accomplishing it would be?
3: So um, I don't have a particular applicant that I'm leaning toward at this time. Uh, but I think um, the, the experience uh, that the applicant has, along with some knowledge of Dallas and Dallas ISD, is going to be extremely important. I wouldn't want a person from small town USA uh, to try to take over a district with uh, so many students, it's a hundred and about one hundred and forty-seven thousand students and twenty thousand employees. So that's gonna uh, take a lot of experience to be able to just walk in. Right.
7: right.
1: All right. All right. Well, thank you for your call, and uh, we're moving right. on. And uh, well, let me say this right here, uh, Mr. Arnold. That's been. I mean, not Mr. Arnold, Mr. Ms. Foreman, you know, we we blame a lot of things on COVID. And uh, earlier you you were talking about uh, history, black history, African-American history. That is one of the things that got a lot of superintendents up and moving right now is because as you talk about African-American history, they took the label off of history and put critical race theory on it to make it seem like something evil because one of the problems is they do not want African Americans in America to learn their history and I guess they don't want their kids to understand what has been done to us as a people, and it's still being done, and we're still feeling the effect of slavery today, and that's what people go out to understand. We're talking about being separate. No, we are Americans, right. and we want our rightful place. We want our rightful piece of the pie. You know, uh, I think it was Mitch McConnell say that uh, uh while well, African Americans vote, too, we are Americans, Yes. and— they want your vote, but they don't want you to learn who you are, where you come from, what you've been through. So we, we go through a lot of that. And Washington and Austin is putting a lot of pressure on these superintendents. You have teachers quitting their jobs because they're being told on how to teach and what to teach. we got an attack on the libraries where they removing books as we speak. They want to go through the books. If it got anything to do with race, they don't want it to be taught. So we got a lot of issues going on that people trying to blame on COVID. Everything is not COVID. A lot of things is just plain racism. They just passed, uh, Biden passed the lynching law. Everybody's happy about that. So let me ask you a question. When has murder ever been legal? lynching a person is murder. When has that ever been legal? I know it uh, sounds good and it's like we moving ahead and I'm not gonna knock that. But lynching is not legal, has never been legal. But now when it came down to passing the Asian hate crime, they show you two or three episodes on TV where black men then attacked Asian people and all of a sudden, miraculously we can get a new law but we've been lynched, spit on, whipped, beat, drugged. They didn't pass a, uh, even when we get done this thing, then we still have to go to court to make it a hate crime. Well, I don't think that was a hate crime. You drug a man from one county to another county behind a pickup truck, and we don't think it's a hate crime because the, the penalty he received is sufficient enough. So the laws change when it come to us. I'm
0: through preaching. Who do we have next? <laughs> but who do we have next? Greg is on the line 3. Greg. good morning, Greg. Good, good morning.
3: Good morning.
1: I put an APB out on you. I'm glad you showed
11: up. <laughs> well, uh, y'all, it's such a it's such a it's a great show. It's always a great show, but this morning y'all are covering a lot of faces. Just to try to piggyback on the last few callers and comments, I believe it was Trustee Foreman had said, uh, or Councilwoman uh, Arnold had said, training at home. I want to make this point, and people missed this. The primary place of education is not the schoolhouse. It's at home. The schoolhouse feels on what started, supposed to be started, at home. The primary place for education is the home, not the schoolhouse. Mm -hmm. Now, what we're doing now, we're sending a lot of kids without that foundation from home, sending them to school and expecting the school to pick up and, and, and do the whole foundation, everything, Instead of building on what's supposed to have been started, they have to start from ground zero, which puts them at a deficit. So we're expecting a lot out of them. Tony brought up an interesting, an interesting point in the educational process when the gentleman, when the call, previous caller brought up and said, "Why don't we start our own?" We fought so hard to get access to an equal education. Why would we voluntarily walk back into separate but equal? separate but unequal. Yeah, separate but unequal. Why would we do that? That That's the fight against the charter process. You are diverting tax dollars from the public education system, which has a public vote and public guidance to a semi-private education where they can pick and choose their students and you have less less of a voice in the guidance and the direction of that school system. So, in that you are diverting funds, public dollars, those same tax dollars are being diverted to a semi-private or quasi-private uh, educational system. So we have to be careful, very knowledgeable about those things that we're asking for. Then there was the issue, people will say, I don't do politics or I don't, What politics does you. Politics right. at its simplest form is who gets what. what? They collect tax dollars from the, folk, the folks that are working. They, they collect ta- If you drive a car, you have to pay your registration fees. If you own a home, you have to pay property taxes, period. You have to pay income taxes if you're working. Mm-hmm. They collect those monies, and how that money is going to be dispersed, the very essence of it is called politics. Jeez. So when you don't participate, you're saying, hey, I don't mm-hmm. care how you spend my money. Whether it benefits me? I get the benefit of my tax dollars or not? You spend it how you see fit. So when folks don't say, I don't do politics, but politics does you. I like
12: that. I want that. to. Uh,
11: uh, along with they were saying on Judge Jackson, what she demonstrated is now not not that she needed to. Her record speaks for itself. But how she handled herself and all these detractors and all these racist comments and stuff, she proved po- proved positive that she is more than qualified for the Supreme Court. She demonstrated that openly in public, just like these two ladies that you have, the, the uh, councilwoman and the trustee by them being willing typically politicians don't like to go on unscripted shows meaning they don't know the questions and or issues they're going to face from the audience that's calling in or addressing them but these two ladies do it effortlessly and they do it when they do it all the time which demonstrates their 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 this for what they do their love for their community, and their qualifications. When you see that, typically a politician won't go on an unscripted show. They want to know what they're going to be facing, what questions are going to be asked, and what in, what issues are going to be raised beforehand. Most of those big politicians, Washington, D.C., and the like, those are scripted shows. They know what they'll be facing right. and the questions and the issues that'll be raised. They don't go on open forums like this. You. We need to we need to get on the we need to get on our high horse and be about it instead of just talking about it. We need to get involved. We need to vote. We have very important runoff elections that are coming here. We have a runoff election. We have two candidates to fill the vacated seat of the retiring Congresswoman Eddie Bernice Johnson. That that runoff is coming up very important, along with others, depending on where you stay in the Dallas area. Another thing I wanted to commend uh, Trustee Foreman on was he did make the correction. Anything pertaining to uh, the the southern area, they want to label all or blanket everything as South Dallas. That's incorrect. Know. No, that is. Totally incorrect. Yeah, I'm gonna you correct them
2: every time. Right. No, no.
11: right. You have various areas if you do now you have you do have what we call South Dallas proper. Right. But you have Oak Cliff, you have Pleasant Grove, you have various areas. Not everything south of uh the Trinity River. All, right.
1: all, right. Down, down. all, all right. right, well, I hate okay. to cut you off, Greg, but we're up, up against a short break, <laughs> but you're right because uh, Oak Cliff used to be Oak Cliff until uh, we right. took it over, and now it's South, South Dallas. No,
2: Oak Cliff is Southern right. Southern Dallas. All right, all right. <laughs> well, we got a
1: Southern break coming up, <laughs> right. and everybody on the line, just hold Thank on. We're going to get to you. Thank you, Greg. Uh, 972-647-1893.
13: You're listening to KNON 89.3 FM in Dallas and Fort Worth, the voice of the people.
0: Yeah, what's up? It's. I'm gonna kick it with mine again, All right, we're back
1: on church information in open form. I'm Ike Stain, your host, sitting in for Reverend Barnett. Barnett. <clears throat> and you can uh, listen to Reverend Barnett tomorrow morning, Easter morning, at uh, Heavenly Joy Church on Miriam Barnett. Facebook page, you can listen to him at 9.30, I'm pretty sure he's going to bring a great Easter message and uh, you can listen to him at 9.30 in the morning and I have my <clears throat> lovely guest, Miss Arnold and Ms. Uh, Joyce Foreman, school board trustee so I uh, we're going back to the lines because y'all calling in. We want y'all to have y'all time to talk. So
0: what uh, right. do right, we have next? Uh, uh, and Jane uh, Jane Hope uh, is on the uh, line, too. All right. Good morning, Jane. Good
14: morning. Good morning. How are y'all doing this morning? Is this Jane
1: Hope Hamilton?
14: Yes, sir.
1: Is this the lady that's running for you? Congress?
14: That's right. You know, we are in a runoff and I've been listening to you all uh, talk this morning and, you know, you made a, somebody made a, a great point about how it is uh, really admirable that, you know, people who are in public service will come on a radio show that is unscripted. Well, I cannot agree more. Two days ago, I called uh, my opponent, Jasmine Crockett, to say yes to uh public debate we have not had a debate there are so many things in this particular congressional race that i have never seen happen in my life i am appalled i am surprised that uh you know this is these are the things that are going on um in this congressional race that's so very important um as you know congresswoman johnson has announced her retirement I've been involved in electoral politics and policy work, legislative work now for 20 plus years. I have never been involved in a campaign that I have managed or helped out with where there hasn't been a public debate, especially on a federal level. And so I'm very disappointed in my opponent. A lot of people have a lot of questions. And I think that we owe it to the voters who voted for us. They voted for both of us to be in this race. The referendum was on Crockett. She had $2.3 million. She had the support of a 30 year incumbent and the voters at the end of the day, with all of those things still rejected her. And that's why I'm in this runoff. And so I think it's our responsibility to allow for time for voters to ask questions of us and communities and ac- leaders and activists, um, to be able to have the opportunity to ask questions of us. And so every chance I get, you know, I'm asking for my opponent to do the right thing and to agree to a public debate. WFAA has asked us, NBC has asked, NAACP has asked, as well as the YMCA, and still the answer is no. And I, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm actually very shocked about that.
1: So she will not uh, openly debate with you?
14: That's correct, she said, has she said no to all requests. Um, and so I'm just continuing on, I'm going to continue Um, along with community leaders to request a debate, um, of my opponent. I think, uh, in, in one part, I think that, you know, uh, she may feel like this race is over, but as somebody who is out here with community leaders and talking to voters, um, it is far from being over and, you know, I am just, uh, so pleased that so many people actually do care about this and they care about our community because you know there's it's something when you have a 30 year old billionaire who lives in the bahamas and is the chief financier of a super PAC come into your race and put two million dollars in you know that's when people really need to start uh really paying attention to what's going on and i do think that a lot of people found out about that at the end And now they have questions. They also have questions of my opponent who accepted this $2 million, who welcomed this $2 million. They have questions about why she misrepresented her civil rights, uh, professional uh, career. Bolton John's mother has come out and she has asked Crockett to stop using her son's name. Crockett has never represented her son. And instead, Crockett has, you know, misrepresented herself. As the attorney for a political game, when this family is in pain, and so we have to look at things like that, and we have to ask the questions. My opponent also spent a lot of time as a talking head on national news broadcasts like MSNBC, and she, uh, you know, considered herself to be out front on the rally against the voter suppression, the Republican voter suppression bill that we saw this last legislative session. And she talked a lot about it on MSNBC and how awful it was. Well, once Quorum was restored and everybody went back to DC, my opponent did not. The very bill that she rallied against on T V, she did not bother to show up in Austin to vote against it. That means that everyone in the in the house district that she represents, which is H D one hundred, they don't have a voice. No one will know how they felt about the worst Republican voter suppression deal that we've seen because their representative who is supposed to be elected to vote for them because they don't go to Austin to vote. Your representative goes to Austin to vote on your behalf. She never cast it to vote. Maybe she doesn't want to have a debate to answer those questions. Maybe she doesn't want to talk about why she has never passed a bill. Not one bill has been passed. She talks about Authoring 200 bills, she failed to pass one bill. She might not also want to talk about why she doesn't have a district office. I think that her constituents have something to say about that. I, on the other hand, have been a staffer for almost 20 plus years. I've worked for Congressman DC. I do have experience in Congress. I've worked for the House Rules Committee. That's the last stop before any bill can get to the House floor. I've served as a chief of staff. I urge my top secret clearance. I can go to Congress on day one and deliver for people and understand the legislative process. I know how to get bills passed in Congress. And so I am very prepared and the most qualified. I am the most experienced. In 2006, when we turned this county blue and we elected the first African-American district attorney, Chris Watkins, to serve, my opponent wasn't here. She didn't live here yet. I led that campaign. In 2011, when I sued the governor twice and won, against the redistricting that was discriminatory right. and the voter photo ID law that was discriminatory. My opponent still did not live here in 2011. Right. So she's here and the fruits of our labor, and she's not showing up with the people.
1: Right. Okay, well, Ms. Hampton, we appreciate you. Um, thank you for calling in and giving us uh, the information. And I got one request from you when and if you make it into the Congress seat. There's a fight sure. that seemed to be swept under the carpet. And it's about universal pre-K. We want to bring that back to the yes. forefront. We want equal education across the board for all of our children, not based on poverty, uh, language barriers, uh, military uh, status. We want all of our young kids because if pre-K is the first step, to get to college we want all our kids to take that first step but thank you for your call you're welcome to call this show at any time and we appreciate you and uh may god bless you and lead you on and thank you have a great day thank you thank
14: right. you and thank you to the Honorable carol Allen, and thank you to uh Jason.
2: thank y'all bye-bye, bye-bye.
0: appreciate it have all right who do we have next uh, Michael uh, wants to be on the air. Who? Michael. Michael? Yes. Okay. Uh, good morning, Michael.
13: All right. How y'all doing? Fine. All right. Great. Uh, my dear Leo, you know, why we ain't smart enough to take out millions of votes that black people and put them in a box, go to some of these idiots and ask them, you want these votes, what you gonna do for them? I mean, like you was saying, the Asian and Pacific Islanders, they got them a bill at the blink of an eye. They have nothing to do with no people of color. I think some of these elected officials, they got our people of color. Well, let
1: me say this, Michael. We did take our votes and put them in a box and voted for a man that we still waiting on to give us something, you know, or besides the lynching law. Well, so, we didn't have no gatekeeper, you know, because we're a bunch, we're just a bunch of voting fools. See? I wouldn't say that. Now, you, you, <laughs> hold up. A lot of people died for we could have the right to vote.
10: Ain't nobody came and said, I'm finna go out here and die so you can vote, son. Ooh. Ain't what? nobody walked in no house and said, well, I'm grandson, I'm finna go out here and I'm finna die so you can vote.
13: Okay, well, wait, a
1: minute, Michael. Wait a minute. I'm trying. Let me, let me get my thoughts together because uh, that
10: old brainwashing don't work with me. Brainwashing to vote? You don't vote? No.
13: Okay, well, that people intentionally went out and died so you can vote. Yeah, people lost their life, you know, trying to fight and make this better for us black folks.
2: Okay. But but let me say this. At the end of the day, I think we talked about that uh, the callers called in. You know, folks can say whatever they need to say about politics, but it affects you from the womb to the tomb. You can't even be born without a birth certificate. That's the government. That's and you politics. Said,
3: uh, local the, the, politics affect right. you even more. Right. You worried about presidential. Right. right. You better worry about these local politics because uh, they 'cause I'm they're gonna
2: different. affect your life. Uh, but, but yeah, I, let me yeah, but let me just say this because this is one of the things we I, just don't even need to keep going on. If we don't one thing about it all I always tell folks now. We hear all that rhetoric, but I always ask folks too when they tell me in our pro, I don't vote. I don't do Did you return that stimulus check? Did you return the stimulus check? Because when they sent that money, did you go to the bank? Because all those you? folks who be talking that noise, I bet you when they got the stimulus check, they went to the bank. Mm. They didn't return it. So all of this talk about what we not involved in whatever when it hits home. That's the first thing folks want is the government to help. Where the politicians, where this. So at the end of the day, the vote, the V O T E, are some of the most powerful letters that we have to use, and we don't use it. And so when folks talk about what they don't do, that conversation is over for me. Because if you don't vote, then you're not even a part of the process. You're not trying to make things better. And it, and we're never going to move forward as a people if we keep talking about the negative, the negative, the negative. We're not going to go backwards so so, so so let's do this no Have, vote no, no vote, vote no voice no so vote, we appreciate no that vote. but but it's come. it's but the bottom line is yeah thank you for calling but we see a quite a few people like that and that's what we keep saying a school board About education. education we can't get the folks to come down to voice and then they start calling a trustee <laughs> foreman why they shut their school down over here why they shut that they shut it down because you sit there and help them to close the door when you stayed at home behind your clothes You see what I'm
1: saying? So thank you for calling. All right. Thank you for calling. And uh, no vote, no voice. So No vote, bad choice, too. So uh, who do we have next?
0: Uh, Beverly on uh, line one. uh. Beverly. Beverly. Yes. Beverly Beverly. can straighten this mess out for me. Come on, Beverly. Good morning, Beverly. Good morning, Beverly. Beverly.
9: (laughs) Boy, I love you guys. I all to keep doing what you're doing. Now, I, I wasn't going to this morning. I don't like touching this. My babies are grown and grandbabies are grown. I don't have children in school, but there are a lot of other things that I do participate in voting in. But that little, that little young lady that Kyle keep bashing Miss Crockett, she has an inferior complex. Why is she studying bashing her? If she, does, if she knows that she's all of that, then... Just do you and don't be, if you don't have anything good to say about someone else, don't say it at all. Just do you and be the best version of you you can be. We need to stop bashing one another. Well,
1: I don't think it was bashing. I'm not going to take a side, but uh, this politics.
9: And she's only talking about what she's ah, done, well, how she doing. did this. That's good. Well, show us out here. You don't have to get, I hate politics when it comes to that. Everybody want to bash everybody. I said that when
0: yeah, I was
9: exactly. in the Exactly. All right, well, that's your
0: opinion, Beverly, and we're on it. I'm doing good, I'm doing good. You're, you're that was so good
9: when you guys. Thank you, Mr. Beverly. Oh, thank you, Beverly. <laughs> all right, I'll see y'all <laughs> you
3: all doing you, All right. All right. All right, that's what
1: I'm talking about. <laughs> Bring your voice to the poll. So, all right. Uh, hold on. He on the phone right now.
0: So I know some of y'all calling in. Who do we have next, Pierre? Oops. All right. We have uh, Imani on the line three. Imani. Good morning, Imani. Brothers and sisters, councilman in Arlington City Trustee
9: department. Good morning, Hey, look here! It's a good day to be alive. It is hey, man, every day. Well, I just tell you, man. Well, I, I, I listen to your show only, We only get two hours uh, the whole week or any other show, so we, uh, we not have enough time, of course, to say what we need to say, and that's why we need to come up. with us. Uh, we do. Uh, we have started a thing thing with uh, with Ice Cube and Dr. Pop, uh, Dr. Allen Anderson, here in Dallas. And we, can you hear me? Yes, yes, sir. Keep on, we're listening. Let me cut out the radio. Let me cut out the radio a little bit. And what we're doing, we doing, we're studying. What we did with the foundation, what we're studying about is, I think Tank is talking about money. So that's bottom line. you follow the money, you follow where everybody's upset. Because that's what's all about the money, man. And we just don't, we say economic, we say everything, but it's really about the money. And that's what I like that commercial where the, uh, Mr. O, the, that, that guy come on and he tell you about it. We, everything he say he's talking about money. Yeah, Money is our key. But I want to thank you, brother, for taking my call. I listened to that when you called in in uh, 2013 when I did the show. Yes. I see. Yes, sir. I want to apologize to you, but we didn't have enough time at the time. But we, we never did get that off the ground. But we we do have a think tank now. And our first book we study is uh, starting with the book Knowledge, Wisdom, and Understanding. It's uh, the book called The New Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander. Mm-hmm. She'll tell you what what really happened. That's what you see come from Lincoln lynching laws. Now, Lincoln's just stopped in 1863 when the emancipation of proclamation was started. We should not be fooled who we vote on for that. Right. Then we the ISIS paper. Have you ever heard of Dr. Francis Chris Welsing? Uh, no, I haven't, but uh, go ahead. <laughs> Well, I'd like to get it to you. It's in my library. Dr. Chris Wilson, she talks about what really is called genetic annihilation. Colors. Mm-hmm. It's called the keys to the color line. What really is happening. Why they really want the us to, uh, to have a, to be successful in, uh, on Earth. And then we do, of course, our greatest is Dr. Claude Anderson, which has retired. But, and um, we're dealing with him in Ice Cube. And what we do, we're not talking about the problem anymore. we we going to fix right.
1: this problem. And once we can give our. All right. Uh, he's playing there. the music. Uh, thank you. And thank you for the apologies okay, accepted. For my call, and we are, you're welcome. And the call back again next week. So uh, we up against a short break. And you can join us at 972 647
0: 1893. Yeah, what's up? It's. All
1: right, we're back on church information and open form. We up and running. Uh and Reverend Barnett uh, he should be back next week. Uh, if you're not, you can I mean you can join him tomorrow on Facebook. Heavenly Joy Church. Miriam Barnett senior on Facebook. And Mr. Arnold has something hot that she has to say, and I don't want to hold up.
2: Well, really? just to follow up to that last call, just to follow up to that last call, uh, uh, Mr. Imani talked about the think tank. I would like to think that the, the Honorable uh, Reverend Barnett has a think tank. That's what this, this show is, is about. This tank. is the think tank. It is designed to help us to to reflect and take time to think. And I continue to underscore the fact that he gives of himself and make a sacrifice and has done for decades to give us this opportunity in this window. But he also is modeling behavior where we as a community should begin to seek out ways where we can continue to expand on these type of opportunities, because when the door shuts here, It's closed. And so we thank him for that. So this is the think tank. And so we want, who was that? Uh, Rita Franco said, you better think. You need to think about it. Because if the door is closed here on this show, we are basically without a forum and the last call on the uh, the candidate and I'm glad miss Beverly did call to express her opinion but I think it's important many times uh, to get the information out when you can get it out and so it is important that the public knows about both both candidates and so and when a candidate uh, and you have a giant in some cases that you, you're running against oftentimes those type that type of data doesn't get out so right. I think we do need to have an opportunity right. to hear from all the candidates but it is what it is uh right now but politics is what it is so but the think tank is here and we're glad uh uh, uh mr steen that we have this opportunity to be a part of this think tank
1: well i can't think of it now
2: we have <laughs> no nobody <laughs> we got it going on oh we got it we got
0: yeah. it we, eric eric on line three <laughs> good morning
2: eric
9: Hey, what's going on, how you doing? Doing great. How you doing this morning? I'm
4: doing great. I always feel great. All my life I've been like that. Hmm. I didn't need a magic pill for that. I just get the blessing from God. (laughs) But anyway, my question is for uh, uh, City Council, Carolina Honor, and uh, Superintendent George Foreman and you. My question is, uh, why come we don't have enough recreational centers that uh, support boxing? swimming for uh, young guys that don't have uh future in college and stuff. You know, a lot of guys come out of the school, they don't go to college, they can't keep a job and that. And another thing we don't have, like uh, when I was coming up, I was supported by Kelly Girls, Temporary Agency, Band Power, and I could travel and box. You know, I could work two, three days a week, cut yeah. yard, paint houses, I can hustle and make them, you know, support myself. And I had like two or three pentos in Mary, I paid $200 for a car, and I got around.
0: But we it ain't like mm-hmm. no more. Right. Right. I
1: don't know, well, I don't what know what's going on. It? All right. Okay, Well, I think... All right, I'm going uh, Thank you for your call, Eric. I'm, I'm going to let these ladies answer your question, and so... Uh, Go ahead, uh miss
2: arnold why we don't have councilwoman rec- arnold so with the recreation centers, that it goes back to funding um, and it also goes to community interest so most of those programs will be supported through the city by nonprofits or some type of organization that we can pay to manage so it, it one thing i will say if there's an interest in that type of program give us a call at th- once again 311 and ask them to direct you to the park department and uh, uh, Mr. John Jenkins is the park director, and he can give you additional information because we do have some recreation centers uh, that may offer that program, and some of our organizations, the police department, uh, uh, supports uh, some of those programs. So just give us a call, and we can give you a little more insight. And thank you so very much for inquiring uh, about those activities. All right. Thank you, Eric. And uh, who do we have next? Uh,
0: Joe on uh, line one. Uh-huh. Joe. All right. Good morning, Joe. Uh, good morning to
15: all three of you. And good morning. Good God for all of you. Thank,
2: Thank you. It's
15: been a very, very good topic, and, uh, uh, and you two warriors, there don't know what we would be without you. But I know that's uh, right. We're going to have to really be vigilant now. I, I spent about the two hours watching, well, actually all night watching C-SPAN, and if we're not careful, uh, the door's about to shut on us again. Uh, I listened to Representative Ele- Eleanor Norton Holmes. Mm-hmm. You know about all of the book bannings,
7: mm-hmm.
15: and uh, this last administration came in and just woke up evil. And we're gonna have to really, really, really be vigilant, and we're gonna have to come out and vote. We don't want to go back to 1950s again and uh, the book bannings and they don't want us to learn about our history right. one representative came on and said uh, seems like they want to just erase us and uh, I'm I'm supporting you too and I'm supporting myself and I'm supporting my people and I'm supporting my nation and thank God for all three of you this morning and happy Easter
3: thank you so much and thank you very much thank you very
1: much because they are trying to erase our history, and we're sitting back and
0: getting blindsided. So, who do we have next? Thomas uh, wants to be on the air. Thomas. Thomas. Yes. All right. Good morning, Thomas. Good morning. Good morning to trustee.
9: Good morning to council person. Good morning to all, and happy Easter to you happy all. Easter. Good morning.
3: Happy Easter.
9: And I'm just calling. You know, uh, the information that you all are giving, we are so far behind on the lack of knowledge. And with you, with uh, you all are doing, you all don't have the support and the funds to back you up. And I think we need more leaders to come out. I think we need more church people too to come out and, and give their opinion. Get out there, you know, get on the get on the front line with all the ones that we have that's effective, that's trying to enforce things. Because our kids under the age of 25, they are so lost. Because the parents are lost. The homes are lost. And and, and the support that y'all need, you all are not getting. And it's, it's hurtful. It's tearful to see that we have people that care. And we got people that has money that are African-American people that has the money but don't want to spend their money to put back into our own people to invest. And I commend you guys. I commend the radio station and to all the guests that come on because we have a lot of smart people that come on this phone and give their mm-hmm. opinion. Right. But we also got a lot of black African American people that has money and refuse to put it back in the community. Mm-hmm. And I just want to commend you guys. Continue to work. May God bless. And may God bless our families. All
1: right. All right. Thank, thank, thank you so Thomas, much, sir. Thank the you. Sister, very encouraging. And uh, I, I listen to what Tom was saying. It is. Uh, hard sometimes because I think Greg Barber mentioned that when Miss Foreman and Miss Arnold comes on this show they're open targets people just shoot at them say anything they want to say and they feel these questions it's hard to come on this show and people shooting at you or got negativity about you but you still the same people that put their foot on your neck They'll be up there Monday morning fighting for these people's rights because you can't pick and choose who you fight for. When you're an elected official, you got to fight for all the people all the time. It don't make no difference what color, uh, what uh, sexual uh, Orientation. orientation they prefer. You know, they have to fight for you. And they're just asking us to join the fight. And it's hard... To fight, I tell people this: it's hard for me to fight with you, and fight you too. Right,
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's a hard fight. That's a hard fight. When I'm trying
1: to keep the enemy off of you, and at the same time you, you 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 taking me down too, that's a hard fight. So I appreciate them when we were when the when the tornado tore up the the other station, and we was over there in Cedar Hill in that cold bunker with no heat. we like no froze today. death yep. out there in Coyote County. <laughs> and we like no froze to death out there, but and they don't get paid to do this. So we thank y'all for supporting them because there's no me without you. So who do we have next?
0: We have uh, Camille on uh, line three. Camille? Yes. Okay. Uh, good morning, Camille.
9: Yes.
1: Good morning. How you doing? You're on the
12: arrow. Oh, good morning. Um, I just want to say uh, in, to Reverend Barnett and his, uh, yeah, hello to Reverend Barnett in his, his absence today and Imani and also uh, Trustee Foreman and Reverend, uh, City Councilperson Arnold as well. Uh, I am Camille White. I am running for DIC School Board Trustee District 4, and that covers box, some of Box Springs, uh, Dallas, and Siegelville as well. I, uh, am running for this seat because I just feel like even going back in history, when George Williams was in this seat and Nancy Bingham and the trust, the, the person after, uh, Nancy Bingham, they have not been good stewards of the district. It seems like we are always the last one to get anything, regardless of whether it's concerning city council or if it's with our school board. And some of the reasons that I am running is because I feel like a lot of times they're not putting our teachers and our students' education at the forefront. And that, that's really important, not only the education, but the, the, the health of our students and our teachers. And I also want to encourage and advocate for the finances that we need to have our schools renovated. When the tr- the trustee that's currently in place now, when they were advocating for things for South Oak Cliff, and Carter, and Roosevelt, those schools have either those schools have gotten renovations, and we haven't gotten the renovations that they have on that end of town. Right, I'm not th- hating on.
2: I'm sorry. No, I, go on. I'm sorry.
12: I'm, I'm not. You know, I'm not hating on Oak Cliff. I love Oak Cliff. Oak Cliff has a better voting block than we have in Pleasant Grove and in the Segalville area. And they get things done because like one of the callers just said, they come together and they work as in unison as one. Um, there have been, um, when it comes to the dynamics of the school board, we do have the opportunity to have four African-Americans on that board, two females and two males. If we were to get that, we could definitely get a lot of things done, not just for our communities, but as for DISD as a whole. Uh, and I understand that, yes, we do vote for the entire district when we're voting and we bring things up that we want in our district to, and we have to rally support to get the votes from others. But this would just be a game changer. And I'm not you know, saying this and advocating for it because I'm an African American it's because I have been out here doing work in the community for years I've served on the PCA for many years I have served even I mean, some people may know who Dr. Baca was many years ago uh, we didn't see eye to eye on everything but we respected each other and at the end he did give me award for the work that I did in my, in my area so I've been out here I've seen what's been going on I know about the discipline in the classrooms that people are sweeping under the rug. I was just so grateful when that situation went viral with the chair throwing incident that they didn't say D.I.S.D. Um, that was a sigh of relief for me. Right. Also, uh, uh, let me. We're about
2: to go to another uh, caller, but let me just I'm say sorry. this. Uh, what you you talked about the funds at South Oak Cliff and Carter High School and what have you? What you had at the time was the voice and the work of Trustee Joyce Foreman, uh, Lou Blackburn, and Bernadette Nutt. Nuttall.
16: Right,
2: three mm-hmm. who came together because that wasn't an easy yeah. that wasn't an easy job. No, and so you, you have to have folks who who will go to the fight and know they're going mm-hmm. to the fight alone for the most part. And so if you can't come with the muscles of building those coalitions and understanding that sometimes even like on the council, we have to have eight. But sometimes you have to meet the folks at the gate and say, now this is what we're going to do. and But willing to yes. fight and stay your ground. So, you know, keep doing what you're doing but I have to keep giving props because folks will take your work and put their name on it. Trustee Joyce oh. Foreman, <laughs> Trustee Blackburn, and Trustee Nuttall are the reason that those schools have the funding. If, even, you know, so be that what it may, I'm going to always correct that record when folks try to take right. the work of those folks. So thank you so very much for right. calling. And Brother Steen is back now, and I know we've got another caller coming. Right. Thank and you. And thank
1: you for calling, and uh, good luck on your uh, endeavor to Thank be you here. so very much. Thanks. And please remember to vote for
2: Camille White
12: for DIC. All sports. right. Thank you, Miss White. You. Oh, uh,
1: mm-hmm. and we just got a phone call. Uh, y'all doing a great job. They got a compliment. they bring in y'all coffee.
3: Oh. And
1: that's Bonnie. Thank you, Bonnie. Thank uh, you,
3: Bonnie.
1: Hazelnut and sugar, please.
2: Hazelnut, <laughs> no sugar. Well, my European roots go back to tea, so I'm a tea person. Oh, so Lord, I I Here <laughs> we go with the Boston Tea Party over uh, Who do we have next? <laughs>
0: We have uh, Wade on the uh, line 4. Who? Wade. Wade. Yeah. Uh, good morning, Wade.
6: We have uh, Wade on
0: the line 4. Oh, that's you on there. Wade.
8: Here's
0: the he has cut back, cut the uh, radio yeah. off. Yeah, uh, turn on. off your radio. Good morning. Good yeah, morning. Yeah. Turn your radio yeah. down and listen to your phone, Wade.
1: No problem at
4: all. i have turned it down. And thank you for all calling. Right. Yeah, you're welcome. I just want to call to meet you all for the job that you're doing and... And just uh, comment on voting. You know, I've I've always voted. There was a time when I couldn't, but uh, that changed. And before then, and even after then, I continued to vote. I think that it just seems as though there's a generation that 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 hasn't been exposed to the the, the water holes being put on uh, black folks, the dogs being sicked on the billy clubs uh, being used against them. Uh, and that's one of the reasons I vote, not only for the issues at hand, but just for my forefathers who fought for the right to vote. Right. And I don't know if some of these people hadn't been exposed, these young people hadn't seen these tapes, or, uh, experienced what's happened in the past. But I just think that more of them uh, knew what uh, our forefathers went through to get the right to vote. I think more of them would
1: vote. All right, And I thank you for that, Wade, because you're right. And Absolutely. if we don't keep on fighting and voting, mm-hmm. they ain't going to know because they're trying to take it out of the history book.
3: Right, and they're trying to change voting laws so right. you are not able to mm-hmm. vote. Right, uh, right. So we, we uh, Wade, I, I just appreciate that comment because I think we're more than one generation away from uh, not understanding our history. Mm-hmm. Right. And what went on with our history, we're probably about... This is probably the third generation away from that. Mm-hmm. And we struggle with trying to understand the reasons that all of the things that have happened that have been positive are for us are, are trying to be taken away from us. And if we don't understand voting, because most people want to talk about voting for the president. Mm-hmm. But if you don't vote for your city council right, person, right. if you don't vote for your school board member, if you don't vote for your state representative, you're going to be lost. Right. So right. they're the one
1: where the money no, the, be distributed
3: the, at, at the, right there at you right and so yeah we struggle with our young people really understanding the power of a vote i vote for garbage pickup man if i have to right. mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what it is i'm going to vote and I'm going to make sure my voice is heard. So, therefore, I have an opportunity to speak out about issues because I am right. voting. And we got to keep encouraging people right. to go out and vote. Although you, you might be troubled by the outcome of the vote, right. you still need to go out and vote and voice your opinions. And therefore, you have a say uh, in what happens and what
2: doesn't happen. Right. Right, right.
1: And if That's your right. vote wouldn't be so important, they wouldn't be trying to take it Absolutely.
2: from you. Absolutely. Absolutely. We don't understand yeah. how
1: powerful we are. They don't want you to have the power. Right. So, That's but right. we up That's against a, right. uh, uh, I, I hate to cut you off, but we up against a short break. And thank you for calling. Call back in next week, and we no thank you.
4: Thank you for taking my call. Right. Thanks, have a happy Easter. Enjoy your Easter. All rest. right. Same we up
1: against a short break, 972-647-1893, and we going into our last segment. Yeah, what's up? All right, we're back on church information in open form. This is our last segment, and once again, uh, you can join Reverend Barnett uh, tomorrow morning at 9:30 on Facebook, Heavenly Joy Church. Uh, pretty sure he's got a very interesting uh, sermon for you. Do we have any callers? Okay, right now we don't have any callers, and I want you to thank everybody for calling because y'all been very uh, active this morning, a lot of input, a lot of good information, and we're here for for you. We love to hear from you. We're here to hear from you. And I want to thank everybody down at the U.S. Post Office, all my ex-co-workers. Wait a minute. I I, I retired from the post office, and uh, I I love all y'all down there. But I won't be back to see you. I don't don't miss
2: you.
1: You're doing a good job.
2: Wait wait, wait, wait a minute. Let me me stop right there. I love, I appreciate the postal workers, but guess what we're getting in my office? We're getting calls about the fact that the mail deliveries are slow. We're getting the concerns that our seniors are not getting, as a result of the slow mail, they're not getting their medication. They're getting frustrated. And so our hands are kind of tied a little bit, but I'm glad you opened that up.
1: Hold up. up. I'm glad Uh, I opened it up because look at Mr. DeJoy. Mr. DeJoy, Trump appointed postmaster. Mm-hmm. They you. came in and tried to offset destroy the election. Try to destroy the post mm-hmm. office. They just been refunded. Mm-hmm. If your medicine ain't there, it's coming. Mm-hmm. If your mail ain't there, it's coming. Because the post office just got some new life that it didn't get with Trump. Mm-hmm. Because Trump was in a fight against Amazon. Amazon uh, is partnered with the post
2: office and you will get your package. And do I have a caller? Well, I tell you what, it's good to hear that because we had postal workers r- walking through the neighborhoods at night with a light on their head like they're working in the mines trying to deliver this mail, and then we we're about to call, getting calls for 911 because they thought they had an intruder coming and through the neighborhood, right. so we got to get this thing and back the poster, on track.
1: I, I get a post office credit because I worked I, there for 30 years. You. We delivered mail all 24 hours, we taking mail to the stations for your carrier to get your mail to you. If they delivering mail at night, it's not their fault. Sometimes, right. when DeJoy came to Dallas and took away all the mail processing machines, it's just like public education. Mm-hmm. They are trying to privatize the post office. We know that. And those brothers and sisters are doing a good fight down there. And I'm not going to be like John Wiley Price, because the train has not left the station. It's still on the and We're going to win this fight.
2: Well, wait a minute. Before you go to that caller, we're going to sit on the dock of the bay and say this. We support, I support the, the postal workers, but I can tell you this also. The other concern, and we're glad they're going to get a little bit more money because we need them to get some funding to buy uniforms so we'll know be able to differenti, differentiate between the postal workers and someone that's just walking on the porch. Because if you look at the postal workers, some of them are coming in postal uniforms, some of them are coming in jeans and shirts hanging out. So maybe that will also because help some
1: too. of them are new people. Well, they they can't to keep I got a call I, I on the line, you. and we going to fight about
2: I this book yeah, But who is, do we have on the My calling in. Councilwoman <laughs> Arnold, we need help.
0: Uh, we have a Kent on the uh, Lane Kent. Kent? Kent. Kent. Yes, Kent. Good morning, Kent. You interrupted a good fight, but we'll be back to it.
1: <laughs> good morning. How you doing? I'm doing well. What's on your
10: mind? Hey, I wanted you no. Know, I want to speak with you all. What can we do as a people to stop the rhetoric? Uh, we got we, get this habit. we get it from Abbott. We got it from people. We getting it from our state senators. We getting it from people that uh, we should be representing us. And uh, in, a, in a negative conversation, how can we get rid of that?
1: The rhetoric that uh, Abbott and yeah. all these uh, negative people put—you're not going to get rid of that. You stay strong, stay intelligent, and get out and vote. vote. If you want to get rid of Abbott, vote. vote. You want to get rid of anybody that's not doing you a service and uh, just elected official, get out and, and vote. vote. Get out yeah, and vote. Great. Make your voice
10: be heard.
2: And take a neighbor with okay. you. Take somebody with Take you. somebody uh, with And you. we
10: are. And we, right. we are. We're, yes. we're really pushing it. So Good. Well, we've got to change that rhetoric.
0: Thank you. Th- right. Thank, Thank you. you. And I agree. All right. All right. Who do we have next? All right, we have a uh, nail on uh, line four. Nail. Yes. All right, nail. Your time to hammer. Come on with it.
16: Good <laughs> morning. Good morning. You good all morning. Good job. I love it. Love it. I am um a poster, and I'm also uh, I've been on several of of um, councilwoman's town talks. I am a poster. I want to let you know, for that young man that called in concerning the vote, our ancestors didn't only die for our vote, they died for our freedom. Thank you. Amen. That gave him the right to call in and voice his opinion. I know, that's right. And if he does not vote, he does not have a voice.
1: And if we were not free. He wouldn't have nobody to call to complain about voting too. Thank
16: you, thank you, <laughs> y'all. I've been very informative today. Keep up the good work. My my uh, person on the DISD board, which is Mister Henry. I've never heard him talk, but he represents this district. So that's another story. Uh, time for another story. <laughs> another well, day. But well. keep up the good work. And you'll have done a Right, way. and
1: pull Mr. Henry out and make him talk. He'll talk up. He he got a voice. He he had a vote. So you make him represent you.
16: You better know it. That's you right. know it. And thank he you knows, for calling. He knows me. Have a good day. You too.
0: And I feel your energy coming through the through the airline airways. God bless. God right. bless you. So who do we have next? Um, Gerald. Gerald on the uh, line two. Gerald. Yes. All right. Good morning, Gerald.
10: Good morning. Good morning. Can y'all hear me well? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, uh, okay. Uh thank y'all for taking my call. It is always a pleasure to hear you uh representative Arnold and uh Miss Foreman and thank I always you. you as well uh send in Brother Burnett May. Uh, you. let me say this the voting. I've been hearing that I'm alive. I remember I was only a year old when Martin Luther King got assassinated. But uh, my grandmother, when we go to the house on the weekend, they had the mirror of him, John F. Kennedy, and Robert Kennedy. And I always used to just stare at that, but I never did ask no questions. I know the country, uh, you know, in my little old hometown, East Texas was kind of in the morning stage like. But I wouldn't ask no questions. But i remember my grandmother always saying well they gotta go vote," right. and my mom and my dad but it wasn't how like voting was about it was just hey we got to go vote. Right. but as i come to learn to, and start understanding voting was when uh gerald ford got uh inaugurated and i i would sit there and i watched that and then i watched when carter when carter got inaugurated i started betting on voting. Voting is so popular that believe it or not, they keep a tab, they know who votes and who you vote for. Right. Am I right? right? Right. Okay. If you go through the criminal system, they definitely look look at that too. You know, that thing about voting is too. People, these politicians, especially Republicans, they, they're, they're bullies. That's all it is. They're bullies and they want to keep the foot on the neck to keep you from voting, keep your ignorance of voting. And if you don't vote, that's where they don't be. You think that because you're getting government substance allowed, it, that's to keep it, that's to keep you down. All right. No independent no person wants to be independent, wants to be in those, uh, where they got to put on the neck and ring a dollar in your face what? telling you Hey, you gotta do this and do that or else you won't get this or get that. That's another thing too. Let me let me ask let me uh ask this. The think tank. If, uh I know uh um I Johnson is retired. And I would hate to try to implement another job on her, but I I got to. Ms. Arnold, Miss Foreman, and Brother Burnett and Miss uh, and and Eddie Bernice Johnson, Ed Bernice Johnson. If God can come up with a uh, 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 workshop teach us how to about uh, government that we can go to a class, say on the weekend once a month, us come the teachers and and also to uh, uh, implement uh, Roman politics. Uh,
9: right. People that want to go into politics, not right.
10: to go in it and be
1: affected. Man, I think that would be a good right. right. thing could to have. Okay, Gerald. I hate to cut you short, Gerald, but I got other people on the line, and I, like his I idea. only got ten.
3: I like it too.
1: Ten minutes on the line, and they like your idea. Thank you, Gerald. And thank you for being so uh, uh up on, updated on things. Who do we have next? Uh We have uh, Roy. Roy. Yes. Uh Good morning, Roy. Ray. Ray. Uh, Ray. Right. Uh, okay. Don't me
7: okay.
13: killed with your okay. <laughs> name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Ray. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, councilman uh, and everything, while y'all are there, could you uh, make sure you uh, tell people uh, how to vote and when, and make sure they're registered to vote, not to go vote if they have not registered to vote, and, give them a, and get the correct address where their voting registration card can come in the mail. And they can show their registration card with their ID or driver's license. And if they go get their driver's license or state ID, they can register to vote at that time. And they will receive a card in the mail, but they need to show their card because sometimes the card and the ID has a different address. Mm-hmm. And if they get given the ID first, they gonna go on the ID first. But you give them your card first in order to know that you change your address. You gotta change your address. So everything kind of falls into place. But you don't go vote if you haven't registered to vote and you haven't received a card because you receive one every year. If you staying registered, if you staying voting, you don't have to. You just get a card every year. Right. That's but all I. That's all I needed. So if you expand on that, I don't need to be on the phone. But if you expand on that a little bit for people, it may help them out better. Well, right. You just helped us so out. Well, a
3: lot? I, I don't think it, it, the expansion is necessary. Yeah. You were accurate uh, on all points in, re- regarding right. uh, being able to go and vote. That and you, you got to register first.
1: And you continue to call in and put that information right. out there because people need to know <laughs> that so they don't go to the polls and get upset China, China, right because on. of something that these
0: new laws and rules are doing. So, exactly. thank you for your call, Ray. Thank you. uh, who do we have next? Uh, we have a Greg on the uh, lane three. Greg. Uh, yes, Greg. Uh, good morning, Greg. Good morning once again. Uh,
11: excellent show. Just wanted to say something. You know, we say if we don't go vote, you know, if you throw something away in your trash can, And someone walk around, walk to your trash can and get it out. They didn't steal it. (laughs) So when you don't go vote, you can't say somebody stole your vote when you threw it away. Mm -hmm. You you can't say that you didn't vote. But the biggest thing on our educational end is most of the time when we see folk come out for education, everybody that's in, I feel pretty confident, even though we didn't take a poll, most of those folks are probably grandparents and great-grandparents. Correct where do we see where are the parents that's 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 where that's that piece that we're missing Mm -hmm. you go to these PTA and and any other parental involvement you see grandparents and great grandparents but where are the parents of these kids that's that piece that we're missing those parents are not involved and it's often two or three generations removed where the parents that the taxpayers those folks that uh that are that are livid about how their tax dollars are being spent and the grandparents are coming and addressing these issues when their kids are grown. All right. We need more parental involvement. Right. Now we, we, we won't turn down that grandparent and great-grandparent, but we need that hands-on approach, that person is dealing with them daily. We need more parental involvement, and that's also on this show. Right. Everybody, I'm willing to say, everybody that's called in is probably... 40-plus years
1: old, and that's not dating anybody.
11: Right.
3: But, but if, if, we plus, if, we on, if we keep on... those 30-plus...
1: Where are those 20-plus folks? If we keep on... If we keep on at it, Greg, they'll come.
3: Well, Greg, I, I will tell you this. We had a, a meeting at Mark Twain regarding uh, the expansion of Mark Twain uh, Elementary School to a K-8. Uh, and there were several parents, not grandparents... But several parents in the audience, and I was really uh, pleased to see that because you are are correct. We've got to get the parents more engaged. And and I personally have been trying to work with the district on a better parent outreach right. uh, to get more of the parents engaged. You are correct. Right. Well,
1: they know we're uh, putting out good information and they can get help. Somebody will get the word out. Call Reverend Barnett. Show if you need some help, and that's how we will grow by word of mouth. Mm-hmm. So we just yeah, y'all tell them about uh, Miss Foreman and uh, uh, Mister uh, Arnold. They're Walmart. trying to help, and Reverend Barnett passed the word. And they'll we'll, we'll train them how to vote. First of all, we got to get them registered. Right. You don't need to train
3: them how to vote and they didn't register. Well I have registration cards with me all the right time. Now, oh.
2: But it also doesn't do any good to register and still and don't, they vote. don't vote. Now that's the other thing. But mm-hmm. that's another show. And I- it's another show, but they've got to keep on calling this think tank, Reverend Barnett. And as we move out, guess what, Ike We're gonna thank you for your vision, for Well, you know what? And making sure and we I get thank to the you. show.
1: And I thank you because you're right. That is another show about teaching people how to vote and getting them registered to vote. And when we have that show, we're
2: gonna revisit this thing about the post office. Yeah, because the post office, we need them to deliver the cards and make sure that they, when they register, yeah. they get their cards. I need
3: some help. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. in the middle here. <laughs>
1: Well, you just have to wait for a few minutes, and oh, we got a couple of minutes left. I'm gonna let y'all two ladies wrap it up.
3: Oh, I'll be, I'll be glad to to start out with with the wrap up. I, you know, it's always an honor and a pleas a pleasure. Uh, to have an opportunity to speak openly and candidly with the community. Uh, I never have any reservations about uh, expressing my concerns, my opinions, uh, and any vote that I've taken to be able to uh, address that particular issue. Because without the community, there's actually no me uh, regarding what I'm doing on the school board. I don't have all the answers. Uh, no individual has all the answers. Uh, but I can act and react based on information uh, that I receive from the community. Now don't get that um, uh, misunderstood. That doesn't mean everything that you bring to me, I'm right. gonna be able to respond right. positively. Right. But it does mean that I hear you, and thank you for this opportunity uh, to be present. Well, how much time we got left? Uh
0: we have uh, three minutes uh, left. Three minutes? Yes, three okay. minutes. Three minutes. Yeah. Mr. Only. you want to talk about that fertilizer we need at Cedar Crest well, Golf Course? Well, and
2: I tell you what, merci beaucoup, Pierre. Uh, yeah. uh, that means thank you So, we operate on four. So, from District 4 perspective, I will say this. The Cedar Crest Golf Course is one of the most pre- prestigious in this, in this city, but also it's located in District 4. And you know what? Everything is okay, all right, and it's in shape, and it's all tight at the Cedar Crest yeah, Golf Course throughout right. the city of Dallas. We still have to work together, He's but the vote is important. Race, right. The vote is important, the voice is important, and the support. Be positive. Let's get out of that negative atmosphere and see how we can enjoy the last few days of our lives here on this earth. So just thank you, and guess what? The next time when I call in, we're going to have to talk about... Taxes, So folks will understand when they come with that rope-a-dope about reducing taxes in the city of Dallas, when we cut that tax rate, it reduces the income. And guess who hurts? The southern sector, the underserved communities. And that is another show, but we're going to make sure we continue to say vote, stay vote, stay voted up. Stay informed, but most of all, stay woke. And thank you
1: for listening to us today. You can join Reverend Barnett tomorrow morning on Facebook. Heavenly Joy Church, thank you. We appreciate everybody that called. And you are the show. And God bless and have a great Easter.